ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. Today, we're so excited to be joined by Senta Moses Mikan, who played Lizzie on Greek. You may know Senta from Home Alone, My So-Called Life, Faking It, or Little Fires Everywhere, along with so many iconic shows and films. Thank you for having me. Of course, thank you for being on the show. I love that that we snapped. There yes. were snaps happening. Yes. <laughs> In the fashion, that was our one of our favorite parts was the Rebecca Lizzie standoff of the snapping. <laughs> that was so fun to shoot because Dillshot and I were actually really good friends. Like we, oh, wow. of, of everyone in the cast, she was the one that I was closest to. And we would have these moments where we would be at each other's throats and giving each other daggers. And then afterwards we'd like have to hug it out. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. That's so funny. Cause there are two, like, I would say like the most opposite in the right. house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. They're actually like perfect opposing forces. We talked, we just recapped that episode and I feel mm-hmm like you see Lizzie like has an edge when she goes yeah. against Rebecca but it's always with a smile but you like don't expect it at all and then it kind of you're kind of like oh like you should be scared of her a little bit like- right yeah I remember uh when I was uh getting into just figuring out who Lizzie was uh I was really into Harry Potter at the time and <laughs> I was obsessed with Dolores Umbridge because oh she had this like super like sweet passive-aggressive personality and I was like, ooh, I'm going to just take that up a few notches and play with that because I love the idea that, that, you know, I always thought of Lizzie as sort of a cross between Dolores Umbridge and Columbo. And Columbo is like way before your time, but he was this investigator that always looked like a total mess. So people <laughs> underestimated him. They're like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's a pushover. And then he would solve these crimes because they weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's who Lizzie is. Like she's She's perky and people don't take her seriously, but you know, she gets stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the one person who kind of reads Lizzie right away is Casey though. Like Mm -hmm. she kind of sees like what this is all, because she kind of plays into that too. Like she Mm -hmm. comes off as this very pristine sorority president, but she can actually be, as we've learned, quite serious. So I think it makes sense that she would see that Lizzie is like that too a little bit. Yeah. We don't play. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the audition process like for the role, if you remember? Like, were you called? I do in? remember. Yeah. So uh, the casting directors were Allison Silverberg and Marissa Ross. And I got the audition through my agent. And I remember reading the sides and the breakdown, which is like the description of the character. And right. I thought, like, what the F? Like, there's no way I'm ever going to be cast in this role because no one will see me as a sorority girl. Like, just, you know, I went to USC. I was part of the theater department and you were one or the other. You were like in the theater school or you were in the Greek system and the two did not mingle. So it's like, there's no way. So I thought, well, there must be something about me that is right for this character. So I figured I would just go in and do it my way, do my version of Lizzie, which is why the Dolores Umbridge and the Columbo sort of came about. And I remember walking into the audition and it was a a straight to producer call, which means that Sean Smith, the uh, executive producer and Michael Lang, the director, were going to be there as long as well as the casting directors. And I remember walking into the waiting room and I'm not even kidding. It was me and a bunch of blonde girls. And I looked around and I was like, so I'm the other choice. Like, <laughs> if they go the other way, that would be me. And I was wearing, I even remember what I was wearing. I had my hair 
all twisted up in knots. And I was wearing a flower dress with Doc Martens. Like I couldn't have been further from, you know, like the way that everybody else looked, but I figured if I was going to do it, I was going to do it my way. And I walked into the room. Oh, I also, I also had a very large Mountain Dew right before, <laughs> super caffeinated. And I remember saying that to Sean Smith. I remember saying I'm, I'm highly caffeinated. So if everything is happening a little bit quicker than normal, that's why. Um, but yeah, Michael Lang was in there. Sean Smith was in there. Allison Silverberg and Marissa Ross. And I just remember it being the best experience. Like they were so fun and sweet and supportive. Uh, Sean Smith is one of the kindest men in the entire industry. And I love him to death. And I just felt that in the room. And I remember them laughing, which I was grateful for. Um, and then afterwards, I was like, well, you know what? I did, I did my thing. We'll see what happens. And that was it. Like two days later, I got the call and, and I was off to the races. Wow. Did they tell you what the original or like what the other option was for Lizzie? Like, do they want her to be this very stereotypical? No, you know, I don't know. I just, from reading the sides and like her initial, mm-hmm. her initial introduction, that first scene, like I remember doing that first scene where she, she walks in or no, yeah. Ashley, Casey and um, Ashley walk in and greet her. And it, you know, it can be read sort of like formal. And right. Sticky, mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know if maybe they were, weren't sure or if they in their entire, in the grand scheme of things, knew what they wanted from Lucy for her to be an outcast, somebody that, you know, was in this weird tech school, you know, it was in the Greek system. And was it like Cal, Cal Polytech or something strange like yeah. that? I can't even remember. Yeah, Polytechnic something. Yeah. So I don't know if like in their mind, they had this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the audition process. And then after the audition, I was called in to do wardrobe with Mandy Line, who was the costume designer. And when I walked in and I saw the culottes, I knew we were going to be okay. I was like, going to be fine. <laughs> like, she gets what I'm trying to do. You know, yeah. all the sweater vests. And I don't know if you noticed this, uh, like how far you get into the detail of the wardrobe of the show. But in every single outfit, there is a cat somewhere on Lizzie. Oh like, my gosh. We got to yeah, for that. Like there's like a, there's a pin or there's like something in her hair or, or like a necklace. And then of course, in the great Cappy, there were cats all over my dress. Mm, yes. So it was just like Mandy and I were like in sync in terms of who this character was. And that I was a really that. fun process. Our belief system with regard to Lizzie's clothing is if I put it on and we started cracking up, it was right over money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's perfect. I feel like yeah. it says so much about her too. Like it really is the perfect introduction into who she is right away. Like you can tell, yeah. like she's kind of quirky. She's out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But a little bit uptight, you know, with right. like the turtleneck and like very covered. Well, when she yeah. styles the girls for the kissing booth, we see her. Yeah. Was it was it Ashley that said I feel like a Mormon or like a, yeah, um, Amish. Amish or like something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. No red lipstick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Very toned down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you came onto the show, had the first half of the season had that aired? Had you watched any of the show yet, or had you been aware of it? Um, before you I feel like I watched yeah I feel like I watched an episode or two just to catch the tone of it which is how I knew there was humor in it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just like a straight you know like like a 90210 or an OC where it was a much much more 
a drama yeah. or a soap opera type. Um, so I feel like I saw an episode or two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you heard the premise of that show, you could really think it was like a soapy teen drama kind of totally. situation. Yeah. And we, we had um, read about how it originally was going to be a little bit darker right. in the pilot. There was like a dead body involved and Ooh. like they took it in a completely a like kind of yeah. sunny satirical with like some dark humor mixed in. But yeah, it could have gone in a very different direction. <laughs> Definitely. I wonder if once they cast the actors, if they, you know, sort of like changed yeah. their focus, just given who the actor, I mean, someone, they're all so funny and so yeah. charming and have this great ability to walk between comedy and drama seamlessly so totally and I think ABC too played a part yeah. in it. it became a Disney kind of adjacent show yeah yeah exactly ABC family and what was it like walking onto set sort of after the mid-season finale and sort of after the cast had you know you mentioned they had taken a little bit of a break yeah um, what was that like so the first time I walked on set was for the read-through uh, and I remember walking into the read through and I saw Sean and I saw Michael, the director, and then I saw Carter Covington and Carter Covington was one of the writers on Greek. Uh, he went on to executive produce and write faking it, which I also did with him, but Carter was married to Sean Smith and Carter and I went to Improv Olympic together. We were in IO together, which was an improv school that has since closed in Hollywood. But like six years prior to Greek, we had gone through Improv Olympic together. So I walk in and I saw him and, I'm, and I was, it was immediately like, why are you here? What is happening? <laughs> so I think because he was there, like I immediately felt at home and the cast was just, you know, delicious and lovely. And Sean, obviously, you know, a lot of times when you do a guest star on a show or recurring on a show, you feel a bit like uh, a date at a Thanksgiving dinner. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you walk into an existing family and like everybody's very close and has their history and you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, it didn't necessarily have that feel for me because I think of Carter, because of Sean. And, and that stems from the top. That's, that stems from Sean Smith and just what a lovely, kind human being he is. It's oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. I don't remember the first scene I shot. I feel like it might've been that intro scene with Casey and Ashley, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what was first up, but it was the read through that was the first experience of it. And I'm sure when I walked in, it was a little bit like, oh, that's not what we thought, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on this, but you know, the character of Lizzie is really this like lovable rule follower. Mm -hmm. And so how did you kind of develop that character as the episodes went on? How did you strike that balance between like Lizzie being there because she wants the ZBZs to succeed, but also, you know, really trying to crack down. Cause I think you, yeah. you really played that well of like, you, you. you could have gone away of like, you hate Lizzie as a watcher, but you don't at all. You're really yeah, rooting Well, her. I appreciate you saying that because I actually got hate mail. No. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I got what? people that said that they hated Lizzie. They hated her so much. What? And my reaction to that, honestly, was, because I felt like if, if they love Casey and Ashley and the girls of ZBZ to a point where they hate me for coming in and ruffling feathers, then I felt like, okay, I'm doing my job. Um, but yeah, you know, I loved her right away just because I loved that her intentions were good. Yeah. You know, her, she wanted 
the girls to succeed. She wanted them to do better. She wanted them to follow the rules. And even in that, I think it was like the last, I think it was War and Peace where she gives Casey that little piece of information from the book. Yeah, the Bible. Right, yeah. So it's like she wanted them to succeed. She just had, um, yeah, sort of a a strange way of going about it, sort of a a disarming, slightly passive aggressive way of going about it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I I always loved her as a character. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't like a Tegan where you like no. instantly kind of recoil. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not like that at all. But definitely you could tell that, like, like you said, she had a little bit of a bite. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I really looked to sort of that, you know, the Dolores Umbridge, the Columbo, that sort of like, what are the ways that I can disarm these girls to get what I want in the scene? Yeah. And if I'm not getting what I want, how do I respond? And, and most of the time it my response was to be more cheerful and to be a little bit more pushy, but really excited about it, (laughs) you know, to try and get them to do what I wanted. Yeah. Right. The line that I instantly think of is, well, is your manicurist a ZBZ? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When Rebecca and I throw down. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at that, if you look at that interaction, there's like, there's like a few back and forth before Mm -hmm. I get there. So it's like, try to be nice, try to be nice. And then it's like, it, you know, yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah. And she, that's the first time you ever see Rebecca, like stop talking. Like she yeah. just, okay. Well, yeah. she, you know, she bowed down. What can yeah. I do? <laughs> exactly. Um, would you say like you brought parts of your personality to Lizzie and also like, how would you say you're most different from the character? So there are definitely aspects of me and her. There's aspects of me in every character I play. Um, I, I have a perky side for sure, which I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> I just pushed that and leaned into that. I definitely have a like a rule following type A quality about me. Uh, so I really leaned into that as well. Similar to Lizzie, if you push me, I will get stern with you. You know, it's just, just we'll, we'll keep it nice and pleasant. And then, you know. We might go dark if we have to. <laughs> love it. Yeah, we love, like, Lizzie is so intense. Like she's everything she does has this really in you know intensity about it. And honestly, like it's so refreshing to watch you in Greek because it's just like there'll be this sort of like you know casual chill conversation happening, and Lizzie just comes out of nowhere with like <laughs> intensity. Like a world, like a tornado. It's, yeah. it's so fun. I was when I was rewatching it again. Uh, the scene is, I think it's in, I think it's in Highway to Discomfort Zone, but I'm not sure. The one where I'm in the bar and I'm pulling the IDs. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and I had that interaction with that student. And I was watching it again and I was like, I don't remember being that intense with him, but okay, that was a choice. <laughs> you were just talking about that with Jonah, the, the shelter yeah. volunteer. Yeah. You're like, they have a moment. Like, well, Lizzie has a moment. <laughs> Jonah just kind of rolls with it because he doesn't want to. Yeah, but I, I remember, yeah, I, I was when I was rewatching, I was thinking, okay, well, Lizzie knows what she wants and she goes after it. So there it yeah. is. <laughs> And Lizzie has this great arc on the show, um, like this multiple episode arc. Did you feel that the character, you know, changed throughout the arc? Or I'm not even sure, like in your experience, how long did it, did that arc last? Like how many, was it a couple of weeks? Was it a couple of months? Yeah. So the first, so the first thing you need to know is initially it was just the first four episodes in season one. So my time on the show as it was written would have ended with War and Peace. So that was Lizzie's original arc. And I would say her arc 
was mostly in terms of her relationship with Casey mm -hmm. and how she learned to communicate with her to get what she wanted, you know, and, and realizing that she had to give a little to get a little. So I think that was a bit of it. Uh, and just also, you know, re-immersing herself in this wonderful house around these wonderful girls. And, and I, I really love that she pushed for forgiveness with uh, Tiffany, you know, that, that it was like, no, she stuck to that too. She, so there was a, there's a bit of an arc there too. Like we can follow the rules, but you have to right the wrong that was done. You have to, yeah. you know, move forward and it, it, take accountability for your actions in this. And I loved that. So that was the initial arc of Lizzie. And then that must have been, let's see, it took eight days to shoot each episode. So that would have been over the course of, what is that? 32, like six or seven weeks that we shot that. Um, and then there was a big gap. And then uh, Amy Rarden, who was one of the writers with Jessica O'Toole on my first episode, The New Normal, and she also wrote, they wrote um, the, the episode that I came back to do, See You Next mm -hmm. Tuesday, Sisters. Yeah, see you next time, Sisters. Oh, well, Freudian <laughs> sleep on that one. Um, but uh, that's actually what that title meant. I don't know if yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember I was, uh, Amy and I kept in touch. She's actually one of my best friends in the whole world. Oh. And uh, she called me one day and she said, I have a question for you. And I said, okay, here we go. And she said, have you ever straightened your hair? And I said, um, well, I mean, I can't straighten it, but other people can straighten it. Like, you know, if I get my hair cut, sometimes a stylist will want to straighten it. She goes, so it can be done. And I said, yes, it can be done. And then she said, does it take a long time? And I said, well, I can't do it because it hurts my arms, but I'm sure a professional hairstylist would be able to get it done, you know, in, in like an hour. And she said, great. And I was like, can I ask why? And she said, not yet. So then after <laughs> a chunk of time, you know, I see the, the script for See You Next Time, Sisters, and there's that element in the script. And I thought, oh, wow, that's why she asked me. And I loved the arc of that specific episode yeah. of, you know, Lizzie, you know, because by she had the power in the first arc, mm -hmm. but then to come back and see a totally different side of her where there's vulnerability and like envy and, and just wanting to be part of the group, wanting to fit in. And I always felt that was part of Lizzie to begin with, which is why she was so cheerful all the time. She just wanted people to like her. So to see that come to fruition in the later episode with Tegan and with her having to you know, own her power and say, I'm, I'm worth more than the way that you're treating me, I thought was pretty beautiful. And it was fun to go back and play again. <laughs> totally. And I, we have talked to like some people about the show and, you know, how it is like a very kind of cheerful take on Greek life. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. talk about, you know, a lot of serious topics, but I feel like the Lizzie character is really this embodiment of like what Greek life should be like the, like what, like, the perfect kind of like version of this, you know, like she yeah. really is like, she takes it so seriously in the sense that she really wants everyone to like get along and like yeah. she really thinks that is a core tenant. And I, I like how it comes back. I think you're right. Like you see yeah. that work for her almost like. Definitely. And, and also for, for Casey to stand up for her to actually have that go from where it started in season one to them actually being friends and taking care of each other. You know, Lizzie took care of Casey in season one, but then when season two comes around, Casey has this redemption where they, I really feel like they, yeah, become friends, you know? At the end of the day, like, I think they are really similar characters. Like they both wholeheartedly believe like in ZBZ and everything that they're saying mm -hmm. about it, like that it really is yeah. like a, 
a source of good in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and that they, these people yep. really are their sisters. Do you have like a favorite moment from filming? Even if when you came back to film the other episodes, is there like <laughs> something that's <laughs> up to you? Oh, yes. I do. I do. Okay. And I, ju- I just tweeted about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just happened. So, um, the coolest moment in my entire life was when I got to swing dance with Alan Rock and the great Cappy. Oh my God. I'm a child of John Hughes. Like I grew up on those films, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I saw that Alan was playing the Dean and then Michael Lang said to me, hey, why don't you go dance with Alan? It was like flop sweat. (laughs) I was so excited to dance with him because I knew that I could immediately walk off set and start, you know, calling my girlfriends from back home and be like, You're, I danced with Cameron. I danced with Cameron. <laughs> um, so that was definitely a highlight. And the fact that it made it into the show. So it's forever preserved on film. I can see myself dancing with the incredibly talented Alan Rock. Uh, that was great. Um, I just, I remember loving the crew on Greek you know, the people behind the scenes, the, the DP jewels and like all the different Mandy and the, just the different departments. They were so kind. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm wearing my ZBZ pin. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. The very sweet prop woman. Uh, so let me cute. keep it. Uh, as you can tell, I'm still awkward AF, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like everybody was just really kind and caring and, uh, I remember love, I loved working with Norman Buckley, who was the director on War and Peace. We just got along so well. He's actually Betty Buckley's brother. I don't know if you know who Betty oh, Buckley is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's her brother. And he's this incredible director. And I loved working with him. And I still talk to Michael Lang and Amy Rarden. And Carter is one of my closest friends, and as is Sean. So it, it, like, it, it started off this beautiful friendship in so many areas. But as far as, far as like, filming like on set cameras rolling moment Alan Rock yeah I have my, my tweet was I don't know how long they're gonna let me talk about it but I'm gonna keep my cool. oh my gosh it's such a great scene we were just talking about it and it's you guys like you have a great chemistry on scene too it's yeah. so fun that episode wasn't it good like one oh, of the best if so not the best in the season it's so lively it's just like all of the scheming going on yeah. and Lizzie up and down. Yeah. The costumes. I mean, let's again, Mandy line and her genius, Amazing. those costumes. Yeah. It's and the choreography, great. like they had, I can't remember. Oh it's gosh. Great. I don't remember who the choreographer was, but there was someone there sort of like helping people figure out how to, how to swing dance and, and all of it. But that was so yeah. fun. And then I got to play with the boys because the majority of my scenes were with the girls who were lovely, but to be able to, you know, play with Scott and, and everyone else was really cool. Yeah. We always say that the Capitals are like just an animated character in and of themselves. Like, like one so great. character. Yeah. <laughs> they're so great. And Scott couldn't be kinder. So yeah. He's Aww, one, of the good ones. one of the good ones. Oh, that's amazing. We love hearing that. Everybody speaks so highly of everyone on the cast um, that we've spoken to or read about, which is great to see. And I feel like you can really see it on the show. It seems like everybody is like really genuinely excited to be there. And there doesn't, there's not like any air of like jadedness or anything. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think everyone was very happy for the gig and very happy to be you know, playing those characters for as long as they did. 
with those incredible writers that just really wrote to their strengths and just these beautiful, funny, really true moments. Like there were so many moments, even in going back and watching it now where I was like, oh, that's really true. That's like so right on, you know? And I think that's, that's why everyone loved it so much. Yeah. So, um, I know you said you weren't in Greek life, but you went to USC. Do you have like experience with Greek life while you were there? I know it's so big on USC's campus. It really is. Yeah. Like hard to get away from. Yeah. I remember, I feel like I went to a party or two on Greek row. (laughs) I have this memory of there being different colored lines on the sidewalks to get you back to the right dorms. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was like, you could, you'd be on Greek row and then you would follow like the blue line back to Bernkrant, which is the dorm that I stayed in. I have that memory. I didn't, yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time on Greek row because there was definitely that division. Like you were a theater major or you were in the Greek system. And I don't know very many people that did both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not for any reason other than just like different interests, you know, the, really? the theater kids were completely consumed with acting and performing and you know yeah. being idiots so yeah we see an episode where Casey and Ashley go to a theater performance to meet Tegan and they're like yeah. in disguise and like this no one from Greek life will recognize <laughs> yeah. yeah like no one from Greek life will be there don't yeah. worry well I mean the show like you said is almost 20 years ago and that was a thing back then I mean now I'm sure it's it's very different but back then there was definitely a either or well, and I think yeah. CRU is supposed to be like a big school vibe, like a USC yeah. where like there definitely is these like set social groups. Definitely. Yeah. And we talk a little bit about how this job that Lizzie is doing, you know, it feels like it's her dream job to be, you know, this sort of professional Greek life rule yeah. uh, follower or sort of leader. Mm-hmm. Had you heard of um, that type of role? Or did you know that that type of job existed oh no I had to do a ton of research to figure out exactly what she did yeah yeah and that that was that all happened before I even auditioned because I am a firm believer that you can't act what you don't know so yeah. like I had to research exactly what a chapter consultant does and you know and and how what they come in to do and why they're called in and who calls them in and all of that stuff so that was uh, the Greek life was totally it was Greek to me yeah. <laughs> but you really do play that type of um person in the Greek system so well. We were both in a sorority and we okay. are, when we when you first came on to the show, we were like, this we've seen this person. We know that this person exists. Like this is the exact vibe when someone the national sends somebody in to like make sure everything's okay or like give us right. a talking to or just like see what's going on it's it is so on point it's so good even the personality like it's not usually the tagans that like are doing that job it's the people that are so in love with the sorority and like that it's so that is their life's calling Mm -hmm. is to keep exactly and so have you said you rewatched the show in preparation for this interview when you ended your time on greek did you watch the whole series or like drop in here and there? I, I kept dropping in mostly to support, you know, Amy right. and Sean and Carter and that sort of thing. But I didn't, I think maybe at the time I was a little bit too old for it. Like I wasn't, you know, the college level. So it was just, I was just a little bit too old for it, but it's such a good show. It's such a good show. And I should, you know, I should have done it during quarantine. I could have gone back and watched the whole thing. <laughs> 
that's, that's how she I found it. it. Yeah. Is that what started? Oh, you hadn't watched it until then? I had never seen it. And then like Aaron had seen it when she, when it came on. When it was airing, I watched it. And then Thomas watched it in college. So like we all caught it at different times. I've watched it now like various times through, but they're rewatching it for the first time. So we all are kind of coming at it from different perspectives. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. And Thomas, what college did you go to? I went to the University of Denver and I was actually a theater major. Yeah. yeah so I totally feel you on that. I feel like yeah. theater was like a sorority in its own way. Like, you know, there's that group and you just yeah. spend all of your time together. Totally. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. So how did you three meet then? Um, we've met through um, some of our mutual friends. Oh. Now we all live in New York together. So it's yeah. one how big fun. happy family. How fun. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I've always wanted to live in New York. I've spent a ton of time there, but never lived there. Oh, well, yeah. you have some oh, thank friends. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nothing. So what do you think like made... Greek stand out um, as a show, not just like on TV, but like stand out with different projects that you've done and how does it kind of differ? So as far as why it stood out on TV, I think it really has to do with the fact that it was true. It was true and it was funny and it was entertaining and you fall in love with the characters and you root for some of them and hate others. And, you know, especially that the the Cappy, Casey, uh, Evan, Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The, that, that triangle, like people got really, really into that. Yeah. So I think that's why the show was watched. The reason why it was just, you know, definitely a highlight of my career was the people, you know, I've met, I've met and kept some of my best friends from that show. And I think that's a testament to just how incredible the working experience was just because so many times when you work on a show, you know, you're close when the show is happening and then, but with that one, it, you know, I kept in touch with a lot of the people and Carter uh, my sweet Carter went on to bring me onto faking it. You know, he created and produced and wrote faking it. And he wrote this role for me to play the principal. And that's how that happened. So, and Amy Rarden brought me on Jane the Virgin. So it's like, there's all of these sort of like relationships that have kept up from that point in my life. And I think that's probably why it was such a special time. Yeah. That's so nice to hear like yeah. that, that, it led to all these other amazing opportunities and the chance to keep working together. Do you keep in touch with any of the cast members? Just on social media, you know, before the pandemic, I would run into Scott and Jake about once a year at this little cafe in North Hollywood. Um, And Dillshot and I kept in touch for a while after the show. And then we just sort of lost track of each other. Uh, And then Spencer and Amber, just, you know, social media, mostly on Facebook. Yeah, commenting on each other's posts or, Aww. you know. Yeah, so that's that's about it nowadays. Until the reboot. They, thank you. You know, yeah, we were close to getting one and then it didn't happen. We are big. Yeah. We're- <laughs> well, yes. Tell people to listen to your podcast and after every episode, say, hey, Sean Smith, when are we rebooting this thing? Yeah, <laughs> and we talk ideas. about it a lot. Yeah, we have ideas. We'll yeah. get our listeners to start writing letters. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're adamant. We okay. think this should happen. Well, I think, I think there was a sort of like an idea in the in the universe so oh, hopefully yes. that will come to fruition got to see where all these characters are now right yeah we really do yeah i'd love to see the lizzie arc in my dream oh. she's like running zbz national oh hell yeah are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely 
So we have some rapid fire questions for you before okay. we end. Um, and if you can't decide, that's fine. But we just like to ask our guests. Um, the first one is Team Cappy or Team Evan? Cappy. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry, Jake. <laughs> we have we haven't gotten a Team Evan yet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and you're among also- Team Cappiers. So okay. yeah, Team Cappy. Uh, team Rebecca or Team Franny? Ooh. Huh. That's hard. Probably Rebecca. Uh, Omega Chi or Capital? Capital. Favorite BFF duo, Ashley and Casey or Rusty and Calvin? Oh, I love dynamic between Rusty and Calvin. I'm going to go there. Yeah. 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 Um, Dobblers or the coffee cart? Dobblers. Yeah, that's it. Although I do love caffeine, so now I might go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Get a vodka Red Bull at Dobblers. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, is there any other projects that you want to tell us, our listeners, about? Or I, yeah, I'm just I'm like every other actor looking for my next gig. So hopefully there'll be something in the future. And I'm just so grateful that you asked me to do this. It's such a lovely walk down memory lane. It was really fun. This is, that's what we say at the end of our episode. We, oh, really? In the first episode, the pilot, when Casey yeah. is leaving Cappy's room, she says like, thank you for this fond romp down memory lane. And so yeah. we end the episode saying that. That's Aww. so funny that you said that. Is well, it there, feels that way. It is. Yeah. It's, it really does. There's yeah, like a little it, nugget in every episode. Definitely. And it's not until people like you ask me to do a podcast that I have the opportunity to do that you know, because the people in my life don't want to sit around and talk about the stuff I've worked on. <laughs> we are always here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any time you email. want to chat more, we would love to have you on. Um, is there... Any like social media where people can follow you that you want to? Yeah, I'm all over Twitter. That would be the one. Yeah, okay. it's it's okay. at Santa Moses Mikan. That would be the one that, and I'm, I'm pretty good at responding to people. So feel free to tweet me or, and like I said, I was tweeting about this uh, an hour ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> funny, yeah. Michael Lane, the director, follows me on Twitter and he's like, where is it? I want to listen. So I told oh him. Oh my about gosh. It. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He, oh, you should have him on the show because he oh, was I'd one of you. He was he directed a ton of episodes he was one of the producers he is such a charming lovely man he's he's wonderful so reach out to him through twitter and see if he'll come on he'd be just a wealth of information and he is yeah he's got stories <laughs> love to get the behind the scenes yes oh totally Everyone all of it talk to it just seems like it was such a welcoming and like nice environment and yeah it was and and where we we, we shot on cbs radford and we were like in the stage in the basement, we were like hidden away from everyone else. So we had this our own little world, which was kind of very cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. This has been so amazing. Seriously, so we were time. so excited to have you on. And thank you. Every like this was just so fun. I think I can speak for all of us. This was such yeah, a lovely conversation. Great. And Aww. we're thrilled to have you. Well, thank um, you for asking. Cool. Oh, one more thing. If you, if you watch War and Peace, when you get to that episode, notice all of the Mary Poppins references throughout. Because, I, uh, 
Yeah, that was definitely definitely an influence on Lizzie too. And it sort of came to fruition in the final moment with the umbrella. So yes, I literally, I was taking my notes and I was like, oh my God, Lizzie's Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yeah, And she like disappears into the ether. It's so perfect. Oh my gosh. Perfect. And the, the, the book is like her bag of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never ending and huge. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so lovely. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And it was lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the ABCs of Greek. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep bringing on amazing guests like Senta. Also, if you have any fun Greek life stories, please email them to abcsofgreek at gmail.com and we'd love to read them on the podcast.